0: Hello and welcome to the Over the Barricade Podcast. I am your host, Ryan Downey, joined as always by my tag team partner, the Deadliest Catch, Lee Brando. How you doing, Ryan? I'm doing okay. Getting psyched for what is going to be another look back at the, uh, the dead man's pay-per-view career.
1: The hollowed history that is The Undertaker's career. Um few uh, weeks ago, or I'm not actually sure when it'll air, but we put out part two of Rest in Peace. It could possibly be back-to-back. We don't know yet. could be. We don't know. Um, But this is part three. So last time we left off with the SummerSlam 92 uh, that took place in Wembley in London and England. And we are jumping a, a few months to Survivor Series of 1992 in the rematch between The Undertaker and the Ugandan giant, Kamala.
0: And this will be the first ever casket match.
1: There you go. This is the the birth of the casket match.
0: The Undertaker, who had about four or five different match types created specifically for him.
1: Yes, and if if I'm remembering correctly, there was a lot of vignettes and promos leading up to this match of The Undertaker building and sanding... The uh, special casket that it would take To throw Kamala in
0: Not sure if it was a build up for Kamala But I can tell you they did that Because Yokozuna Who will come up later on our list yep. Would also be in this match type
1: So we are at the um, We're at Survivor, hour...
0: Survivor Series 1992 If you want to follow along on the WWE Network 1 hour 41 minutes And 46 seconds Go ahead and give us a pause Fire up the network, and we'll get started in just a second. Uh, the, uh, the match we all have been really longing for, Kamala v. Undertaker 2, after their SummerSlam DQ finish.
1: Yeah, and uh, one of these guys' careers is really going to skyrocket, and the other is not so much. I'll, I don't know which one. But we'll see. Here's
0: a hint, we we're not doing every Kamala pay per view match ever.
1: <laughs> Although that would be an easier task.
0: Yeah, I don't this is you wanted to do every match. I ever. wanna do
1: every single Undertaker match that you could find on tape.
0: And I called you insane like and this was our Raw, compromise.
1: Every SmackDown I don't have every, that kind of year. Every WWE superstars in two thousand ten,
0: which is one that he was on, I believe. It was. Who did he wrestle in that one? I believe he wrestled Curtis Axel. Oh, my gosh. Back when he was Michael McGillicuddy.
1: Anyway, uh, I think that's enough time. You should have uh, Survivor Series 1992 queued up to one hour.
0: 41 minutes and 46 seconds.
1: And we are going to hit the play button in 3, 2, 1, play.
0: I didn't play. Hang on. Oh, hold on. I messed that up.
1: So one hour, 40. 41,
0: 46. 46. 3, 2, 1 play for real there Yay! we go,
1: and we are moving um looks like the main event to this survivor series is an early bret hart Shawn michaels match for the wwe championship of course uh harvey wimpleman in the ring alongside howard finkel the think wimpleman carrying a lady's handbag
0: it's 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 a man purse okay it's a Merce
1: here comes uh,
0: Kamala not waiting for his music
1: or his introduction shorter walkway than uh, Wembley
0: he's having had he's had nightmares about that walkway so he was gonna get started early (laughs) remember he tripped and fell over
1: he did but that could have been because he was so surprised that the Undertaker did not stay down after a series of vicious now that is a quality Paul Bearer cosplay series of vicious splashes off the The ropes onto The Undertaker's lifeless body after their last match, which ended in a disqualification.
0: Isn't that an oxymoron, though? Isn't The Undertaker's body always lifeless?
1: He is the dead man.
0: Correct. Imagine being the the guy at ringside that has to take Kamala's spear, shield, and mask.
1: Yeah, I'm not sure how historically accurate and not offensive all this was. I'm
0: pretty sure it's pretty offensive
1: i'm pretty sure it's gonna lean more towards the side of offensive
0: and here comes the undertaker
1: yep the undertaker's music must have hit we're getting a cool uh light bright-esque show off of the stage setup very the 90s.
0: precursor of the led boards yeah as Paul Bearer wheels the casket out, the giant that, wooden casket. Not the not the nice black polished one they would use later on in the Undertaker's career. Nope. No, this is the big crude wooden one. Big crude wooden one, uh,
1: and and not even the uh, later on. You know, we we get literal uh, coffins.
0: Can we talk about the fact that WWE seemed to really go? For those foam fingers, only they made foam whatever they could get their hands on. That's true. I've seen a foam tombstone with The Undertaker's <laughs> face on it. I have now seen a foam urn, all of which you stick your hand inside of.
1: I uh, I actually own a foam rock hand that says, just bring it.
0: I My brother-in-law owns a foam, or owned, not anymore, but owned a foam... Uh, austin 316 with the middle finger up
1: there you go almost, oh almost we're back like to our
0: original referee. speaking of the foam urn <laughs> we're back to our original referee from last episode yep that seemed to be a big hulk hogan mark
1: he's a, he's a little bad at uh following the rules
0: can we talk about the fact that the coffin Kamala lid is not horrifying. on a hinge
1: the coffin lid uh just removes completely from the top of the casket. And the lid of it is painted with uh, Kamala's symbols, the, the two stars and the crescent moon.
0: At least it looks comfy in there.
1: It does look like uh, they upholstered it.
0: This is before the day and age before you had to shut the casket lid.
1: Oh, is it? You just had to put your opponent I in I believe
0: it. the opponent just needs to be in the casket.
1: Well, you know, the WWE rulebook changes uh, all the time, so it's kind of hard to follow.
0: It is professional wrestling. They can kind of change it however however and whenever they want.
1: That's true. You know, it does kind of take, I don't know if they mentioned it in the storyline building up to it, but Kamala is so afraid, it's kind of perplexing that he would sign off on this match to begin with.
0: Do you think Kamala's signing off on anything?
1: Well, isn't that the idea?
0: Kamala's not signing off. His
1: manager, I guess.
0: Look how horrified Kamala is.
1: And that's uh, that's pretty funny because Kamala, I'm sure, was brought in to be a feared monster.
0: This is also the two-year anniversary since Undertaker's debut.
1: And the one year since he won his uh, first WWE championship.
0: You could see this as a step down for The Undertaker.
1: That's true, but Rick you know... Ric <laughs> Flair
0: is God, according to that.
1: According to that fan who, wait a second, it is Ric Flair. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, no, yeah. it's, it's Tully. <laughs> it's totally um,
0: <laughs> Kamala booking Kamala, it out of the ring. Kamala looking like he's ready to chop, but is too scared to stand in front of the Undertaker to do it. Or
1: perhaps it. he's just going to deliver a big slap.
0: Wait, hang on. The moon is on the is facing the other direction on Kamala's stomach this time.
1: That's interesting.
0: It it was it was crescent to the left. It now was, it's crescent it was to the
1: waxing. <laughs> and now it's waning. waning yes, <laughs> I believe is the correct term you're looking for. Like I always say, one of the most educational podcasts In existence
0: Remember folks, waxing and waning
1: Moon terms Undertaker uh, blocking the chop Nothing causing Undertaker Any pain Kamala dancing backwards As he gets chopped in the throat Undertaker with an arm ringer And he's going up for school
0: I believe he's about to take Kamala to school
1: Ring the bell, it's school time
0: seems like something Michael Cole would say now.
1: (laughs) Please don't compare me to Michael Cole. It's
0: old school time.
1: (laughs) It's time to go to old school.
0: It's boss time.
1: Back to school. Does he say it's boss time? That's unfortunate.
0: He says it's boss time every time Sasha Banks comes out. That's unfortunate. Just like it's the big dog coming to his yard.
1: That was a that was an interesting maneuver the Undertaker just pulled off as a a bit of a short arm choke, like a short arm into a into a choke. Um,
0: this man, this official, was clearly the Mike Chioda of his day. <laughs> He's in an obscene number of matches. Now this looks like a
1: uh, a pretty good sized venue. Do we, do we know where we're we're at?
0: Uh give me a second. Okay, as the Crack Research Team aka my phone
1: at uh cheap seat studios which uh we will be moving from cheap seat studios in just a few weeks uh we
0: No, cheap seat studios will still be there. It's oh, just okay. going to be a different location. I think we
1: should give it a like like a different name like cheaper seat studios.
0: I mean it is cheaper seat studios. <laughs> Uh, Keep talking as I continue to look up where the Survivor Series is. I'm trying to figure out if they
1: just ended this match in a DQ, but I don't think they did.
0: How do you have a casket match end in a DQ?
1: I don't know, but they do that sometimes, and it's very poor booking.
0: took place November 25th, 1992 at the Richfield Coliseum in Richfield Township, Ohio. Hmm, never heard of that. The main event was the Ultimate Maniacs. Ooh. The Ultimate Warrior and Macho Man Randy Savage taking on Ric Flair and a Razor Ramon.
1: That sounds like a pretty good match.
0: Also, a uh, nightstick match on this card between Big Boss Man and Nails. Ooh, vicious chair shot from Kamala to The Undertaker's back.
1: And The Undertaker uh, not in great shape right now. The Undertaker taking a few seconds to get up. He's he's trying to draw power from the urn from Paul Bear. Channeling the power the dark powers that that urn and holds. Now, what is your interpretation of the urn? Is it supposed to be the Undertaker's ashes from when he was a, a living man? Or is he an animated if you, corpse? I mean, I mean, what is your interpretation?
0: You, so if you look at it, now knowing what we know, where his origin has been retconned a little bit, mm-hmm. probably one of his parents' ashes.
1: Could be. Certainly not Kane's. No because whereas uh well i guess in the in the retcon version of the story the undertaker never died he thought kane had died but kane lived the undertaker Uh, never died but But he
0: was his parents owned a funeral home
1: that's true and they perished in the in the house fire that the undertaker
0: set wrestling gets really dark (laughs)
1: And I believe that's still the story to this very day.
0: Yeah, I don't believe they've changed his story since then. They just don't talk about it.
1: And uh, Paul Bearer worked
0: at the funeral home
1: and uh, is thought to have impregnated the Undertaker's mother and had Kane out of wedlock.
0: Uh, Yes, that is the official story.
1: Series of splashes onto the Undertaker. Kamala feeling uh, pretty confident. Paul Bearer tripped off the ring apron but the urn bounces into the ring kamala Kamala being
0: instructed to grab the urn
1: kicks it to his manager there Uh manager telling kamala to hit undertaker in the head with it but kamala too scared
0: kamala afraid of the urn should be afraid of that casket as he takes the urn off the forehead
1: big urn strike to the head, hands it back to Paul Bearer for safekeeping.
0: Things Perhaps you didn't know you it would makes say the today. most sense
1: for it to be the Undertaker's mother's ashes, which is why Paul Bearer is so uh, attracted to it, we'll say.
0: Can we talk about the fact that the Undertaker, I believe, just won via pinfall? Did
1: he win via pinfall, or did the ref actually count that? I'm confused. Me as well. The
0: ref just counted three.
1: I believe everyone's a bit confused, and I'm sure the Vince McMahon's a bit angry. Nonetheless, Kamala pushed, rolled into the casket, and and Paul Bearer holding a hammer that says "R.I.P."
0: A small sledgehammer, a sl- not just a just not, not just a hammer, a small sledgehammer with "R.I.P." written on the handle.
1: Arguably, the first uh wielder of the sledgehammer in wrestling was paul bearer not triple h
0: i feel like that's probably incorrect
1: (laughs) and of course we have the nails going into the coffin the this is this is kind of an old western style coffin
0: yeah think unforgiven yeah
1: um the Undertaker's supposed to hearken back to those days, and he's literally nailing Kamala into the coffin. I think he just that,
0: broke the nail off the coffin. He did.
1: He's he's not really lining him up. He's not really. Uh,
0: he definitely just hit his own thumb.
1: He's not really. He that that one I think broke off as well.
0: Undertaker, <laughs> not a very good uh, wielder of the hammer. He just he's broke bent, that nail. He's
1: bending the nail. He's that's why his own it's hand. a
0: sledgehammer. No matter what the Undertaker does, it's going to look good.
1: I'm starting to think that The Undertaker's never used a hammer before. That one went in. Except for I'm
0: pretty sure it just curled inside. Yeah. This is not going well for The Undertaker.
1: No, not at all. Perhaps he should have had a power drill.
0: That would be awkward. (laughs) Especially because it would have had to have been corded.
1: Much more efficient. Yeah, I don't think they had wireless ones at this time period.
0: So we jump forward again. Now we're skipping Royal Rumbles because... Undertaker is yes. just in them, like he's not in a separate match.
1: Yet. Right, and perhaps we'll we'll follow the one that he uh, won.
0: Oh, we're a long ways from that one.
1: We are a long Kamala way from
0: that being one. wheeled to the back, and we're going to jump ahead to WrestleMania Nine, Ooh, the WrestleMania most 9. infamous Undertaker can, match can you in that WrestleMania the history. Well, the Undertaker has been involved in the best and possibly worst match in WWE history at
1: WrestleManias.
0: No, just in general. Just in general, um, uh, we just saw Gorilla Monsoon in the toga.
1: Yeah, uh, for those of you that have never seen any part of this WrestleMania before, uh, it's a it's a bit out there. It's a bit different. They they kind of went the whole nine with the theme, which so host... was taken from Caesar's Palace in so they... uh, Las Vegas, Nevada.
0: Now they didn't host it inside of Caesar's Palace. No,
1: no, no. Because
0: I don't think they had a room big enough for this at Caesar's Palace at the time. So Vince decided to really go for it. And in the Caesar's Palace parking lot, they built this complete this complete structure. All of the bleachers, the structures around it, they built this giant canopy. Canopy for the ring. Now, the canopy thing is a big deal. But the rest of this went horribly wrong. Everybody WWE is dressed in togas. Yep. This WrestleMania is big for a handful of reasons it's many consider the worst wrestlemania of all time
1: um, it's, it's easy to argue that especially since the main event saw bret hart uh take on yokozuna for the championship yokozuna wins and then out of nowhere hulk hogan returns challenges yokozuna to a match on the spot
0: and in 90 seconds wins the title
1: wins the t- it just doesn't make any sense whatsoever um now and yeah i believe it's literally in a parking lot so
0: (laughs) wrestlemania 9 also saw the wwe debut of jim ross riding a camel if i'm not mistaken uh no that was bobby heenan that was bobby heenan bobby heenan riding the camel backwards yeah but it was jim ross in a toga jim ross was in a toga jim ross was in a toga all right so we're at two hours four minutes and 37 seconds
1: which is two hours, four minutes, and 37 seconds too long for this Wrestlemania. Um, An
0: awful Wrestlemania, April 4th, 1993. First the Undertaker. Outdoors. The Undertaker going to face the giant Gonzalez.
1: Yep, or later known as El Gigante in WCW.
0: Always known as a horrible wrestler. We're, are we ready?
1: We are. Uh, two
0: hours, four minutes, 37 seconds in three, two, one, go. Howard Finkel in the toga as well.
1: Toga's all the way. I mean, I just want to be in the room when Vince McMahon's pitching the idea to this WrestleMania.
0: I like how you think Vince was pitching the idea and not just saying the idea. So the Giant Gonzalez coming out in this weird bodysuit, which I assume if you're listening to us you've probably seen it before, where they put hair on it. But the bodysuit depicts Giant Gonzalez as nude. Except for he's got really hairy crotch
1: yeah he's got a lot of pubes that are that are covering that kid just reached out and
0: swatted at giant gonzalez he was a legitimate seven four
1: yeah he he's a legitimate giant uh but this is some sort of weird sasquatch-esque uh body air airbrushed on his on his full body tights and he's got these little brown shoes on very strange um, I'm I'm not sure why they thought this. Now, was the Giant good idea. Gonzalez
0: used to be a basketball player. Prior, I'm not to this. sure he's and from uh, Argentina. Was, yes, he was. I believe so. He was discovered by WCW, mm-hmm. and WWE saw him, and Vince lost his mind.
1: Oh, that guy's money!
0: Pretty much, he's a giant guy. What you know? They were basically trying to make the the second coming of Andre.
1: Yeah, but we've got we've got green smoke pouring out here the best
0: thing about this is undertaker's entrance that is true which he is on the back of a chariot following the uh uh paul bear in the urn and on the chariot he has a turkey buzzard that is tied to oh oh, it's not a turkey buzzard in our neck of the woods it's a vulture
1: yeah I, i was gonna say i thought it was a vulture but i guess they're the same thing
0: uh vultures are more desert uh, Turkey buzzards are what we get in our region. Gotcha. Uh, as Undertaker stands next to this, the tie is back. By the way, tie is
1: back. Tie was back the last couple of entrances, but not during the matches. And um, you have these like giant buff, like Egyptian. <laughs> Wait,
0: there is a druid whose face is visible walking behind the Undertaker. I I'm believe ass- the first time we've seen a druid.
1: I'm assuming he's the bird he, handler.
0: He is high. I assume so. High fiving the audience.
1: Yeah, the first druid, safe to say. The As poor, the vulture is really upset and wants to leave. poor vulture wants to get out of there. I don't know if that's even safe to have around people.
0: It's not. <laughs> this was a terrible idea, but the entrance looked cool.
1: Cool entrance, and that's really the point of it all.
0: Giant Gonzalez showing his bodysuited back. To the Undertaker. I like that.
1: They're, even though it's airbrushed, they're still it, the is that butt Harvey is, Whippleman paler?
0: Is that Harvey Whippleman? It, it is manager of Giant Gonzalez. Uh,
1: so I, I'm assuming this was just a feud between Harvey Whippleman and Undertaker and Paul Bear, um, and this was his his new acquisition, his new monster, the Giant Gonzalez, that was going to take out the Undertaker at this uh, WrestleMania, the Undertaker's third WrestleMania appearance um, here in the parking lot of Caesar's Palace. Can't say that enough.
0: <laughs> this Just so we're clear, if you see wrestling in a parking lot, it's, just remember, WWE once ran a WrestleMania in a parking it's, lot. It's, it's,
1: made it's biggest show of the year. Um,
0: Wait, hang on. Look at the official. Is that... Is that... Uh, what's the guy's name? Didn't he end up in ECW... <laughs> With Rob Van Dam and Sabu.
1: Oh, coach or whatever?
0: Yeah, something Alonzo.
1: I'm pretty sure that's who that
0: is because he was a referee before he was kind of
1: a manager. Now look at this. Uh, Giant Gonzalez towering over the Undertaker, actually taking him down to a knee with a club to the back. Undertaker blocking that one.
0: The Undertaker at this point is about 6'10", 6'11", building build at 7 foot. Giant Gonzalez is... Legit seven three seven four.
1: Probably build a seven six or something like that. Seven, probably. Seven. And knowing Vince. He probably even has lifts in his shoes.
0: <laughs> his hairy boots.
1: Yep. Yeah, the the hair on the side of the leg. I'm not understanding quite as much. Um, I'm not sure who they got to airbrush these tights, but they must have had this a confused is this look is a precursor
0: face. of Attack on Titan.
1: That's true. Maybe that's, uh, maybe that's some of the inspiration for that show.
0: <laughs> they saw WrestleMania 9 and thought, um, one day. One day. One day. We're
1: going to make something good out of this. So we have um, an arm ringer that leads to the Undertaker going up for... All, all, no, nah, I can't call it old school yet. Just regular school. Just, he's going to school. Yep. And he comes off, but there's not much leverage he can get over Giant Gonzalez. Uh, giant Gonzalez standing pretty level to where the Undertaker was. Interesting rope coloring, black and gold, fitting with the or or yeah, in uh, fitting with the theme here. Um, Undertaker getting some pretty good offense in on this Giant. I'm not sure what else uh, Giant Gonzalez did in his time in the WWF, but uh, it certainly wasn't not notable. Not much.
0: Not much. Although that was a vicious-looking clothesline.
1: You got one thing right.
0: Although I think most of that was on the Undertaker.
1: Yeah. Undertaker's also, certainly giving a uh, yet the another Giant slow, more.
0: brooding match.
1: Yeah, of course you're not going to get anything if you, if you weren't going to get it out of Kamala, you're not going to get it out of Giant Gonzalez.
0: Yeah, nobody nobody was calling the Giant Gonzalez the uh, a five star big man.
1: Yeah, he's 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 not going to be on four oh five
0: live. <laughs> Um, apparently Rhino is, though, from what we've seen on a recent recent episode of Botchamania. That's true. Rhino. You know, 195 a Lost 100 pounds in a week.
1: Yep. I tell you, it's a it's a keto diet.
0: <laughs> I like
1: that even the photographers are having to wear ridiculous... Yes. ...time era specific, um... The only person at costume? ringside
0: who's not wearing that weird... Although... Actually, the camera guy isn't, the regular, like, video cameraman.
1: He's not. He's It's just, it's just, just a just photographer.
0: photographer. <laughs> he wanted to get in the spirit. <laughs>
1: it would be great if he showed up that day and they were like, you know, you don't have to wear that. And he's like, of course
0: I do. But I'm already here, guys.
1: You know, the referees at this time are still wearing their um, sky blue colored button down shirts with a black bow tie.
0: I think the guy's name is Bill Alonzo. I'm I'm really bothered by this. Right, well,
1: let's get our crack research team on the project to figure out if Bill, Bill Alonzo Bill Alfonso Bill Alfonso was the referee for the WrestleMania 9 match. Undertaker uh though in in the match itself he's he's in a sleeper hold his neck kind of turned to an awkward angle.
0: Yes, he was uh the referee for this match. There Bill you Alfonso go. You caught it. And, uh, of course, before becoming a m- more known uh, commodity as a wrestling manager to Sabu and Rob Van Dam in ECW.
1: The good old ECW.
0: Yeah, the original ECW, not ECW.
1: How many people do you think were legitimately at this WrestleMania? Because it doesn't seem like it Legitimately at it
0: or were... I know
1: announced is probably, they're probably going to say 20,000 or something, but there's no way.
0: I can't... Oh, the announced attendance was sixteen thousand eight
1: ninety one. Yeah, there's maybe ten thousand people there.
0: I'd say up to twelve. I mean, there's a lot of people here. They built a lot of structures for this.
1: Was it? Did I remember correctly? Did they lose money on this WrestleMania due oh, to the amount lost, of work that they, they, they had lost to do?
0: So much money because they Ooh. had to build all this from scratch.
1: Yeah, and it's not really like it could be repurposed at all.
0: No, they had to tear it down right afterwards.
1: Yeah. Um, pretty nasty spot into the steps.
0: This got them off of doing outdoor shows for the better part of, for 12 years. 12, 13 years after this.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, do you count Safeco Field as an outdoor show? I mean, it did have a roof.
0: That's true, 19 Um, was.
1: That was, but. Oh, and they
0: did, they did do the Astrodome, too.
1: Yeah, I mean, but all those things are kind of. So they did
0: big, they did bigger stadiums, but they didn't go back to, like, football arenas. Like,
1: legit Outdoor didn't come back until WrestleMania 24. Correct. Where they had to have a canopy over the ring.
0: That is correct. So you're That was at, in Orlando. That yeah, was the last time they went to the Citrus Bowl.
1: 15 years. And of course, that's where they were again this year at WrestleMania 33, um, which is now not the Citrus Bowl. Well, it's the Citrus Bowl, but it's not. It's um, now
0: called Camping World Stadium. Camping
1: World Stadium, which, which was never referred to as on the pay per view.
0: No, apparently Vince told them not to refer to it as Camping World Stadium.
1: Yeah, I mean it does sound dumb, but then again, they do run the Dunkin' Donuts Center and they call it that. So, um, that's in Rhode Island, I believe.
0: I believe so. It's in Rhode Island, or um, yeah, I can't remember. Um, <laughs> or one of those other states. It's in New England. Yes. Can we just talk about the selling of <laughs> Giant Gonzalez right now?
1: He, he looks just got like tased. He, yes, he looks like an electrical current is going through oh, his body. and a, and a Wimpleman rag throws has a been rag thrown into the ring. the ring, headbutt to Paul Bearer. Wimpleman is being the air. held up Choked and falls down, and here now, comes
0: the worst finish to any WrestleMania match ever.
1: I'm not sure what was going on here. Perhaps one of the writers had just seen a bad episode of Murder She Wrote.
0: Yes, this is and the Giant Gonzalez is holding a chloroform-filled rag. Yeah, to the face of the Undertaker to get Bill the Undertaker Alfonso to
1: pass out.
0: Bill Alfonso noticing this is against the rules and has disqualified.
1: He's trying the to Giant tell Gonzalez. Gonzalez to let go. He's giving him a five count, which. Gonzalez is not adhered to. The bell rings. Undertaker's still not quite down, although chloroform is pretty fast acting. Um, Not not, when you're dead. Not when you're a dead man. Not when you're a a giant zombie. And Alfonso in the face. Watching this match, would
0: you say that Undertaker is the giant zombie?
1: (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's a little bit of gimmick infringement on Gonzalez's part. But nonetheless, uh, the only Undertaker victory in WrestleMania history to be due to disqualification.
0: The only Undertaker match in the history of WrestleMania to have anything to do with disqualification. It's almost like they realized it was stupid. (laughs)
1: It's almost like they deemed they would never make this mistake again. You talk
0: about one of the ring guys is wearing a toga? Yep. (laughs) Not everybody. Because there's some guys in suits on the uh, outside.
1: Earl Hebner and some other officials out there.
0: Looking to see if we recognize any of these officials.
1: Yep, that's a fun game to play.
0: Earl Hebner is the only one I recognize. Yep. I don't see Tim White. Uh, this might have been just before Tim White's time.
1: That's uh, Pat Patterson standing in the corner, waving his arm.
0: That is Pat Patterson. Doesn't have gray hair.
1: And uh, it is it is nice to have Jim Ross call this WrestleMania. It's funny that uh, the first time and the last time Jim Ross caught an Undertaker match at WrestleMania, they both ended with Undertaker on his back.
0: The Look guy at with the mullet. gurney has a mullet and is wearing a toga. Uh,
1: that is a referee. That or he he's he would go on to become a referee, um, and I believe he still is active to this day. I just can't remember his name.
0: All right, I think we're we're good here. As Alfonso is getting choked out, oh, something no. he would. Have happened him quite a lot over the course of his career.
1: Is there going to be a big choke slam? Ooh, that was vicious. He dropped him on the top of his shoulders, the base of his neck. That was not a, a good choke slam.
0: Watch out for that choke, choke slam.
1: slam. Uh, yeah, I mean, so we can stay with the mayhem a little bit, uh, but uh, let's say where we're going next.
0: We are headed to SummerSlam 1993 as mm. The Undertaker is being garnied out.
1: This is just before I was born. Because I was born in September of that year, and I'm assuming this is late August.
0: Uh, thanks for uh, making me feel old. <laughs> we are going to switch it over and head to SummerSlam 1993, a ah, this was the nearly big... three-hour card.
1: This was the big, um, yeah, this was like five days before I was born. Are there 31 days in August? Yes. Yeah, this is five days before I was born. Um. Howard Finkel now being referred to as the Fink in quotes. In quotes. <laughs> um, this was the big Yokozuna Lex Luger
0: match that wasn't actually for the title because the uh, the talent was going to riot. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah. Basically, this, um... was, this
0: was the uh, this was the climax of the Lex Express mm-hmm. and turning Lex Luger from the narcissist into kind of the all-American.
1: The total package, um, which I, he may have not gotten that until he went to WCW, but he was definitely uh, the replacement, the de facto replacement for Hulk Hogan, who we had we had mentioned he, um, Hulk Hogan, wins the championship at WrestleMania 9, but pretty shortly after that, obviously between then and now, he leaves the company and um, is very soon to sign with the rival promotion WCW Um, so we have Lex Luger come in to kind of be the replacement and uh, Yokozuna as the you know heel champion Uh, there's a famous moment between the two where Lex Luger body slams Yokozuna
0: on the USS independence yep naval uh, carrier
1: um, so we are at SummerSlam '93, and what uh, what minute marker can we have them uh, jump to?
0: We are at one hour thirty five minutes and twenty seven seconds.
1: So get that queued up on your this WWE gonna, Network.
0: This is going to be a rematch um, f- from WrestleMania because we know we needed Against this John again. Gonzalez. Yep. Uh, the, the match
1: is chloroform rag on a pole.
0: The match type is actually listed on the uh, pro fight database as quote rest in peace
1: oh okay
0: I don't know what this is
1: <laughs> so would that make this episode part rest in peace of rest in peace I don't think so okay we're still part three
0: okay uh, one hour 35 minutes and 27 seconds let's go in three two one go
1: we have the oh, f- oh. think in the ring we had a little bit of lag there so we to be a second behind you but hopefully it won't oh be, no I think we're good think it won't it be too up. bad. Um, we have the Fink introducing Vince McMahon's see. first
0: hire, the Fink.
1: Ah, yes, and uh, if I'm not mistaken, the person that came that, up with the term WrestleMania.
0: That is a foam urn.
1: There we go. There, they just love making those foam urns. Oh, that's we are that.
0: we are live from the Palace at Auburn Hills in Michigan. Now Generally, is that part
1: of the university?
0: No. Okay. Uh, your thing. Uh, Ann Arbor is nah, the University that's what I'm of Michigan. Yep. Palace at Auburn Hills is the home of the Detroit Pistons.
1: Ooh. Uh, uh, El Gigante back out. He seems to have gotten a little bit of a tan on his uh, tights there.
0: And a little bit more hair on the shoulders.
1: A little bronzing.
0: Although he is not more tan, just no, the bodysuit.
1: No, just, just the bodysuit. And suit. a
0: whole lot more hair around the nethers.
1: And on the butt.
0: Yeah, he's, he's gained a lot of hair. The crack was apparently a problem.
1: <laughs> apparently they figured out that that was dumb.
0: They they figured out it was dumb. What are we going to do? Let's make it worse. <laughs> uh, and at this point, by the way, Harvey Whippleman has the urn. He has
1: possession of the urn. It's got to be a spit in the face of the Undertaker.
0: And to Paul Bearer.
1: Of course. I th- I think we we should just go with that his mother's ashes are in that urn. Perhaps... We're
0: we making our own history here.
1: It's our interpretation, and you choose if you want to keep it or not. If now, the palace,
0: the palace at Auburn Hills is a building that's uh, obviously was for basketball, so mm-hmm. uh, much like, say, the Verizon Center. Oh, all the lights going out for the first time. That is cool. We haven't seen this before from The Undertaker. All the lights go out, just one spotlight, as The Undertaker will walk to the ring by himself.
1: Independent of Paul Bearer.
0: We're not sure on context, so Paul Bearer may have been... It is being called a rest-in-peace match.
1: That is interesting. I, I'm not sure what the rules to a rest-in-peace match
0: are. we go going to find out. Uh, but as I was saying, this building that they're in now holds probably between 16 and 20,000 people normally for basketball events, so probably around the same for this.
1: Mm-hmm. With the floor seating added. Of and course, the, some of the, upper the stage decks, seating being removed. That is true. Um, you know what? I I always like basketball Uh. Arenas for wrestling shows. I think they're a good size. Also, tennis court arenas, good size for wrestling.
0: Don't have a ton of those though that have a lot of seating.
1: That's true. Although you could get away with like Arthur Ashe, you could you could. Uh, I can imagine put, like, 20, Arthur Ashe hosting there. a pay per view. Hey, they they are they're branching out. They're not only specifically holding tennis anymore. They're doing plays and and other things of the such. So. We have a uh, pretty dark, and the lights coming and the lights up coming up the at Undertaker. the Undertaker's behest. It only took them three years
0: to figure it out. <laughs> three and a half, because this is SummerSlam. That's true. So we're looking. I'm reading the signs that are up, uh, facing hard camp.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And uh, trying to
1: get some context as to why Paul Bearer is not here.
0: Of course, we're not. We don't have the audio up very loud for that exact reason. That's true. We don't want to get sued. We We never, we never want to do that. But if we catch any audio for too long, we might get sued because that's property of WWE. I think all
1: we have to do is uh, in the description of the show post some sort of copy and pasted uh, legal agreement. Undertaker going
0: going at Giant Gonzalez immediately. still don't know what a rest in peace match
1: is I'm, I'm very interested to find out with, it, with everyone here
0: call it I'm going to look up what a rest in peace match is
1: alright so we've got Undertaker standing on the middle rope using uh, both hands to choke out Giant Gonzalez who uh, Harvey Wimpleton had to come to the aid of we have Bill Alfonso again refereeing the matchup perhaps a rest in peace match is just a no DQ match I'm not sure Uh, Undertaker eats a big boot to the face And a big chop to the back We can tell that the left forearm of the Undertaker Now is getting some ink on it So it's spread to the other arm Gonzalez With a series of chops And clubs Goes for the clothesline Undertaker ducks Big jumping lariat but the giant Does not go down he's going to go for it again Giant still Not down Staggering but not off of his feet now we've got the urn in the corner. Of course, Harvey Wimpleman brought that out. Maybe not the smartest thing to do is to bring that urn around the Undertaker. Undertaker gets dropped with the clothesline but sits back up. He's making his way back to his feet. He's got his eyes on the Giant who comes back with another club to the back. He throws him off into the ropes. He actually threw the ropes into the outside floor of the Palace at Arburn Hills.
0: To answer your question about what a rest-in-peace match is, yep. Yep. no DQ, no count-out.
1: Okay. Just a different term for that, which they've had many over the years. No holds barred, uh, no disqualification, anything goes, extreme rules, and now adding rest in peace match.
0: Apparently, this was very disappointing to a lot of fans as they were expecting a new gimmick and mm. they didn't get it.
1: Gotcha. Well, I mean, Giant Gonzalez goes for the chair. Ooh. Hits Undertaker in the gut with it. Hits him on the back with the jagged side of the chair. We don't see that very often. The ref uh, trying to maintain order, but doesn't have a whole lot of pull in this match. He's not exactly as if he can disqualify John Gonzalez like he did at WrestleMania a few months before. Undertaker in a daze. He's about to get thrown into the steel steps. Could have blown out his knee there. That's not very, uh, not a very nice way to hit steel steps. It didn't not many. look like
0: he quite had the hang of that move quite yet. We now see it all the time, people who, especially big guys, yeah. who get thrown into the steel stairs, and when they do, they go up and over.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Roman Reigns does this quite a lot. That is true. And some cotton candy goes past in the background. Giant
1: thing of cotton candy. Going through <laughs> in the... As I always. I'd like that at this point we still have these kind of
0: red, white, and blue um, things put on the guardrails. Yeah, no. Uh, these are just the railings, by the way. There's not the, the padded railings that we would obviously come to be synonymous with WWE.
1: Yeah, not the big black uh,
0: barricade.
1: Just the regular old guardrails, which I kind of like.
0: Uh, seems a little more dangerous. Undertaker. Going towards the urn in the corner, trying to crawl towards it, trying to maybe
1: get some power, but Harvey grabs it, and Undertaker dragged away from it. Of course, I don't
0: think Harvey was supposed to grab it.
1: Of <laughs> course, Undertaker over as a baby face at this point in time.
0: Oh, somebody up in like row. It's buying row some five, cotton candy. Got some cotton oh, candy. got some cotton candy to the man in the uh, tank top. And some money passed along. That's
1: there. You go. One happy customer.
0: I'm really waiting. I'm really excited for when we get to the mid to late two or mid to late nineties.
1: Mm-hmm. With the blimp.
0: Well, I'm. I'm really thinking more of the late nineties. I'm really excited to get to, uh, Ministry Taker.
1: Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. That's. Uh, I mean, Undertaker's all of the iterations of the character are so enjoyable. Uh, a hard buckle, Undertaker. Kind of falls to his knees and then down to his legs, a la platoon. The giant in complete control here.
0: Story here being told by the Undertaker as he continues to go towards the urn, which is in the corner beneath it's, the turnbuckles.
1: It's starting to look pretty banged up at this point. It's starting to look like the the old uh, Holy nope, Grail. Oh, nope. somebody's coming, coming out.
0: Is Could it, it be? Could it be? I think it is. Is it? It's... Is it the return? It has to be Paul Bearer because they definitely went away from it and didn't show who it was. (laughs) I mean, obviously, they're yelling at it on commentary. There he is. He's holding
1: a black wreath that says says, rest rest in in peace." peace on it. Kind of a macabre item to have at ringside. By the way, why is there an R in macabre? I don't know. It's very strange. Well, we'll, if you know the reason why an R is in the word macabre, email us at overthebarricade at gmail.com.
0: I always think of chupacabra every time I hear the word macabre.
1: Yeah, probably.
0: And this has been a moment in the inner workings and a clothesline to Harvey Whippleman. Straight to the throat. Paul Bear not taking any of Harvey's crap. That's definitely a foam urn that people have on the outside. <laughs> and Paul Bearer has the urn. He's got it. It's back in the
1: possession.
0: And the crowd goes mild. Uh, to be fair, we're not hearing it, so it probably was a big pop.
1: Did you say mild? Yes. <laughs> Undertaker picked I up can for tell a you big Vince McMahon, ooh, over-rotated who on, body slam.
0: Vince McMahon is on commentary, and he is losing his mind. What am I over? Goes for the Boston Boston Crab. Crab. Vince, that was a slam.
1: (laughs) We've got a lot of confusion at ringside. Harvey Whippleman. Undertaker laid flat out. Paul Bear raising the urn in the air. Gonzalez trying to swipe it down. But choosing to stay in the ring. and, uh, And Undertaker sits up. He's connected once again with the urn.
0: Not a good idea if you're going in a match against the Undertaker and you're you have your back turned to him.
1: It's never a good idea to have your back turned to your opponent, Michael Michael. Vintage um,
0: Undertaker. It's just, just close series lines. of
1: clotheslines off the rope, but still maybe. can't get him down. Maybe if he goes for a leaping lariat, maybe it will take down the giant. Nope. Nope. That's still the fourth still the fifth can't one get him in down. a row. Staggering. Could he take him down? No offense coming Punched back to the, the Undertaker's way. The Giant down to a knee. Undertaker going up to the top rope. This could be disastrous if the Giants able to avoid it. High risk maneuver. Raises his hands in the air, comes off with a giant jumping clothesline. Which, Which did not happen, happen in that day and age. Which did not happen, and we will see soon adopted and that into was, his brother's rep with
0: Got the finish with a leaping top rope clothesline.
1: That is true. Ga- still, get ga- I guess that's um, uh, I guess that's the alternative for the fact that he couldn't get Giant Gonzalez up in the Tombstone pile driver. Probably not safely. Not safely at all. Putting the black wreath on top or next to the giant gonzales and the urn is back in the possession undertaker always had the best of the images of the best
0: visuals that's true all right I think that'll do it for this this round.
1: Yeah, what are we what are we uh, are we going pretty long? You want to squeeze another one in?
0: No, no, I think I think we're good. We'll leave this one a little bit short. For the first time, we have episodes that are going a little bit shorter than an hour.
1: Well, that's a nice change of pace, I'm sure.
0: As the uh, eyes roll up into the head.
1: There you go. So make sure you uh, come back and join us for part four. Whenever we do that. We will be picking up, I assume, with Survivor Series of 93. Correct.
0: We will be doing Survivor Series 1993. Yep. But that will be for another time. As the giant Gonzalez seems confused, he must not have known about the rules, much like we didn't.
1: And uh, you will have to see if this feud continues or not.
0: I Pretty sure it doesn't, as Harvey Whippleman's being chased by Giant Gonzalez. Go ahead and go ahead and plug yourself.
1: Uh, I am Lee Brando. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat at Lee Brando underscore. You can search me on Facebook, and you can become my friend. I'll add you as a friend. Just send me a friend request at uh, well, it's just under Lee Brando on Facebook. I am the wrestler. <laughs> Um. And what about the show, Ryan?
0: I'm pretty sure the audio from that last little bit of that match just seeped in.
1: No, that's okay. It was like one second. You probably second. just
0: heard Vince yelling for a second. Uh, he's, yeah. He's that's... in
1: here in the studio with us.
0: Hi, Vince. How you doing? <laughs> All right. Let's not start that. Okay. Uh, follow the show. Uh, find us on Facebook, uh, facebook.com slash Show. Uh, at Barricade Show on Twitter SoundCloud.com slash Barricade Show for each new episode and uh, of course find us on iTunes and Google Play just search Over the Barricade Podcast and we should come up uh, Over the Barricade Podcast at gmail.com I think that's it Sounds good to me Cool, let's wrap it up We'll, uh, We'll see you next time